It was 50 years ago and the first grade at Lewis Pasteur Elementary School on Detroit's west side when I first met Dana Ferris Fisher. She just went by Dana Ferris at that time. And even at that early age, she was a strong, opinionated girl. 50 years later, nothing has changed. She's now a strong, opinionated wife and mother of three, a daughter and two sons. Her strength and opinion has served her well all these years, and those qualities especially serve her now as she has a terminal cancer diagnosis. She was diagnosed in July of 2021 and given two years to live. In the meantime, Dana, who now lives in Texas, has been spending time making new memories with her family and friends. One of them, right here in Detroit recently, having a living memorial. Dana explains. I have always believed that you are, have to be in charge of creating the life that you want, right? And that happiness exists when your expectations are aligned with your reality. So um, for me, this is really an opportunity for me to connect with people like you who, you know, I met. And there are people in this room who, I mean, there's one person here who's known me from birth. And then there are people who I just met for the first time yesterday. So it... It's like my life encaptured in this room and my kids then get a chance to know me from all periods of my life and who, I, who my friends saw me as or knew me as before I was their mother. So all of that hopefully will leave a memory for them to carry forward. Dana's husband, Earl Fisher, is very supportive of his wife's wishes and thought the living memorial was a great idea. Dana did not want to have a situation where she was sickly, and ill and have people come by and quote unquote pay their respects. She wanted to do something where she was healthy, vibrant, fun, and able to interact with her friends, close friends, family, classmates, etc. Earl says Dana has many friends and they came from everywhere to celebrate her life with her. She is a very outgoing person. She has an amazing network of friends, her ladies here in Detroit, friends from all over the country that she's met along the way some that were able to come, and her main friends here, um, Diane, Kaya, and Tracy, are the ones, along with my daughter Alexa, that actually put the event together. A lot of time and effort and love was put into the event, and that's kind of why we're here today. Dana's 26-year-old daughter Alexa was thinking of calling it Dana's Celebration Weekend, but it changed to a living memorial. Well, she called it that. So she, that was her. We, I'm like, it's Dana's celebration weekend. Like, it's just a celebration for you. She was like, nope, it's my living memorial. It's like, okay, mom, sure. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it, your weekend, we'll do it. Um, so she's very realistic about the way things will turn out, which is good and bad. You know, has its downfalls, but it's nice, and I think it helps her process it. And she gets to say things and do things. That She's got people here that she hasn't met, people she hasn't seen in such a long time. And, you know, your mom is such a people person. It doesn't surprise me. Oh, my gosh. So many people here. And they're all like, oh, I remember when you were just a little, little baby. I'm like, oh, my God, so good to see you. <laughs> no, but it's incredible just to see, like, how many lives she's touched throughout, you know, her life. And she's still, she's only 56, so she's still so young. And she's had that impact from people when she was in grade school and college and childhood friends, you know, that I played with their kids and that's how they met when I grew up. And so it's just amazing to see the community she's built. My dad and I were like, wow, she has more friends than we do combined. <laughs> we're doing something wrong. 
Dana's oldest son, Mason Fisher, says having a living memorial may not be typical for some, but his mom is not typical. It's pretty uh, insane, actually, um, what they've done. I don't It's awesome. This is the first thing like this I've ever been to. So I'm glad it's, you know, it's a great thing for her. Um, people recharge her, so this is like the first time in as long as I can remember, actually. While Mason is happy about his mom's celebration, he's very truthful about his feelings. It just sucks. It, I, I feel like we're at, a, we're at a pretty good point right now, I and mean, it sucks that it might come to an end early or whatever. Uh, just sucks. Dana's 16-year-old son Grant says when he heard about the planning of a living memorial for his mom, it wasn't surprising to him. I didn't think it was that strange because she's always talking about how much friends she has. She's always on the phone with people. I didn't realize like seeing, I don't know, 50, 60 people in one room just to celebrate her. It's really great to me. And I'm just really happy that everyone's here. While doctors have given Dana two years to live, she says her goal is to see her 16-year-old son Grant grow into adulthood. Grant says he's still processing everything. I think it's going to take me a while to like completely understand if I have processed it, but I'm making uh, the best use of our time that we have and trying to spend as much time with her, so I'm getting through it. Dana's Delta Sigma Theta sorority line sisters, whom she pledged with, came in from across the country for their sorority sister. Dr. Allison Brown Griffin came in from Philadelphia to celebrate Dana. She really exemplifies living life to its fullest. She really has demonstrated that to us, that despite everything she's going through, that she creates events like this for her, for herself, for her wellness, but also for her family. She creates memories for her kids that her children will never forget. Um, and with that, she has been really a shining example to all of us. To, to not take life for granted, to really live life and to enjoy life. Three other ladies from the Philadelphia area met Dana online as part of an online book club, but never in person. They flew into Detroit to meet her in the flesh. Lisa Nelson Haynes says Dana was a lifeline to her. For me, I was really trying to deal with uh, post-cancer treatment, a daughter, and myself, who were dealing with a lot of um, isolation and anxiety from um, the pandemic. And it has been, it's been the best silver lining. And Dana has definitely been an integral part of that. So it was so important and so meaningful for us to make the effort. I could not wait to come see her and meet her and hug her and hold her. Um, it was just super important to us to do. Lisa's mother, Ray Nelson, says this living memorial for Dana is such a fitting tribute to her. I never expected all of this. This is the most beautiful thing I've attended. And like I said, this whole thing about a living memorial, give me my roses while I'm alive. And to be able to do this, to be able to be with Dana, to share with Dana, to meet her family, to meet other friends of Dana's here to do this and know that we've all, no matter what happens, we're now all a part of Dana, of Dana's life, of her legacy. Charles Hextall is from Detroit, but now lives in Atlanta. He's known Dana since the ninth grade at Cass Tech. He says he'll never forget what drew him to Dana. I remember being in class with Dana and the teacher making a statement. 
And Dana objected and said, you're wrong. And this is the first time in my life I ever saw a student call out a teacher. And I was just impressed. I was like, Dana Fair, she's the woman. I don't know if she was right or wrong. I really don't. But I was just impressed that she had her conviction and went with it and said, no, you're wrong. And they debated back and forth. It wasn't just, you're wrong, I'm going to accept it. Here is my statement of why you're wrong. And Dana was so opinionated, and I just loved her from that point on. I was like, Dana, we're going to be friends. Another cast technician, Alan Scott White, says when he was told about this living memorial for Dana, he had to come support her. A couple of my good friends who were coming, uh, a couple of my best friends, in fact, who were coming, uh, they mentioned it to me, and I thought, you know, I've been to so many funerals, uh, like most people our age. And I thought, wow, it's kind of a, a different perspective to actually be able to see someone and, and say what might be your final goodbyes. Dana says she wants to take a trip to Egypt with her family, and she wants a red Tesla. Now, a friend in California did make arrangements for her to drive one for a day, and she says if she never gets one, well, that's okay. She has decided to be very open with her cancer diagnosis, and this living memorial is more than she could have ever imagined. When I opened myself up, joy came from places and support came from places that I never in a million years could have imagined. And so you do not always know where love and support is going to come from. And if you're not open to those possibilities, it really harms you more than anything else. So for me, it why not be open and direct? And I don't want people to, you know, after I'm gone, I don't want people to say, oh my God, I didn't even know she was sick. I wish I had said or wish we had done. I don't want any wish we could have. If, if it's important, let's make an effort to do it. Let's make an effort to have that conversation. Let's connect and spend a moment together. And that we all did on this night in May in Detroit. God bless you, my friend. Thank you and your family for allowing me to be part of your life and legacy.